Hello, and welcome to another edition of Around Town with Stark and Clark. On this podcast, we love sharing stories that are positive, upbeat, unique, sometimes downright hilarious. But we also don't shy away from the serious topics as well, as our next two programs will illustrate. In these episodes, we focus on one of the most serious health concerns facing not only Henderson, but our entire country. Pim, if I were to tell you that there was an escaped murderer last seen in your neighborhood just moments ago, what would you do? Based on experience, the same experience that perhaps some of our listeners have had, I would lock on my doors, I would stay in my house, and I would be afraid to go out until I got the okay that everything was clear. Well, it may sound a bit overly dramatic, but the fact is, there is a killer lurking right here in Henderson every day and every night. And it could be in your home, and you wouldn't even know it. I'm talking about the drug fentanyl. Mm, Illicit fentanyl is a powerful synthetic opioid, similar to morphine, but it's 50 to 100 times more potent, according to the National Institute on Drug Abuse. And according to the Operation Fight Fentanyl website, fentanyl's dangers are unparalleled. Just two milligrams, the size of the tip of a pencil, is considered a potentially lethal dose. Let's learn more about why fentanyl overdose deaths are on the rise in Kentucky and what state and local leaders are doing to address this health crisis. What you're about to hear is the opening of a public forum held in Henderson in early May of 2023 featuring Kentucky Attorney General Daniel Cameron and a panel of state and local officials including our county attorney Steve Gold and area first responders. We're going to hear from the Attorney General first, who will then turn the forum over to Brian Hubbard, Executive Director of the Kentucky Opioid Abatement Advisory Commission. Just a note, the audio has been edited for time considerations. Now, Kentucky has been hit hard by the opioid epidemic, and in particular has been hit hard by fentanyl. Initial numbers indicate that we lost 2,127 Kentuckians to overdose in 2022. In years past, fentanyl has contributed to more than 70% of those overdoses. Good news is that uh, overdose deaths were down in 2022, but the bad news is these numbers are still preliminary and could increase in the days to come. Now, the even worse news is that overdose deaths since 2019 are up 60%. And in fact, since 2019, we have lost 7,665 Kentuckians to overdose. Uh, That's about a quarter of the population of Henderson. And though we sometimes talk about these tragedies and figures and percentages, the reality remains that each death represents someone's child, someone's neighbor, someone's friend. Each of these individuals was made in God's image and deserved to live. And we have to do better by them. Fentanyl certainly complicates that cause. What makes fentanyl especially dangerous is its potency and the fact that it is nearly undetectable to the naked eye. To underscore this point, right here in Kentucky, law enforcement has seized fentanyl that has been made to look like candy. And just two milligrams of fentanyl can cause a lethal overdose. And to give context to that, two milligrams of fentanyl wouldn't even... uh, cover your fingernail. Sadly, uh, the unimaginable has been happening. Fentanyl has become even more dangerous, if you can believe that. 
Reports indicate that fentanyl is now being combined with other synthetic opioids and even some animal tranquilizers. Combined fentanyl drugs can cause life-threatening flesh wounds and near-fatal iron, iron deficiencies. And neither naloxone or Narcan can reverse these effects. Now, everyone knows how fentanyl is making it into the Commonwealth. It's being manufactured uh, in China, and those components are making their way through Mexico and across our southern border. Mexican cartels create fentanyl from the precursors and traffic it across our southern border, and fentanyl makes its way to Kentucky, and it hurts our families. We all know the role that the federal government has to play in securing our southern border. And I've demanded that much from the Biden administration. In January of last year, I joined 16 attorneys general in urging the Department of State to take a tougher stance against China and Mexico for their role in the fentanyl crisis. In September, I called on the president to label fentanyl a weapon of mass destruction. And this past February, I urged the administration to label the Sinaloa and Jalisco cartels as foreign terrorist organizations. And the following month, I called on the Department of Justice to do their part to strengthen its enforcement and sentencing of fentanyl-related criminal cases. But instead of responding with bold action to address this crisis, the president has oftentimes buried his hand, head in the sand, and our only recourse has been to sue the Biden administration. So I, along with 19 other attorneys general, sued the Department of Homeland Security to stop a dangerous new border policy. The policy hijacks what is supposed to be a limited exception to our immigration laws and expands that exception dramatically, all of that at the expense of border security. But we will not let that happen. Like many of you, I recognize that fighting fentanyl has many fronts. The courtroom cannot be the only one, which is why I've prioritized bringing real dollars into the state to fight this epidemic. To date, my office has secured nearly $900 million in settlement funds from pharmacies as well as distributors, wholesalers, and manufacturers of opioids. As most of you know, the Kentucky Opioid Abatement Advisory Commission is in the process of administering half of that money. Uh, just last week, the commission announced $8 million to fund 24 different projects across Kentucky. Uh, each pro uh, project and program will further the cause of opioid abatement. The other half of the nearly $900 million will go directly to our counties and cities. Local money for local solutions. And I know from speaking to several mayors and county judges that that money is already starting to flow into our communities. While the money will never make up for the harm and the damage that has been done, uh, we know that such funds will bring needed help and hope to Kentuckians all across this Commonwealth. But we're not resting on our laurels, and we know that more needs to be done. We must wage this war on many fronts, and that's why we are here today in Henderson to discuss our newest front in the battle against the opioid epidemic. That is what we are referring to as Operation Fight Fentanyl. This is our eighth forum of Operation Fight Fentanyl. Our first seven were in Kenton, Pendleton, Whitley, Simpson, Greenup, Martin, 
and Leslie counties. And I want to thank all of you all for welcoming us into this community today. The goal has been, and will be today, to meet with Kentuckians, to meet with you all, to hear how you've been impacted by this deadly drug, and to discuss possible solutions to address this crisis. We already know about some of the pain that has been brought about by fentanyl. In 2017, Brian and Sally Lawrence lost their son Kevin to fentanyl poisoning. Five years later, they watched a second son, Jacob, die from the same drug. In April 2020, Wyatt Williamson, a 23-year-old Kentuckian, died from fentanyl poisoning when he took what he thought was prescription Xanax. And in February of last year, a Louisville girl died from acute fentanyl intoxication. She was six years old. These stories are indicative of the challenge that we face here in Kentucky. And Operation Fight Fentanyl is about engaging our communities to share stories like the ones I just shared and to discuss ideas that will help us build a united front, one capable of breaking the cycles of addiction and ending the scourge of fentanyl that is plaguing our communities. I want to thank you all for being a part of this process and to help us foster ideas and solutions to something that has plagued our people for far too long. At this point, I'm going to invite uh, my good friend Brian Hubbard uh, to the podium. He's got uh, a pretty insightful presentation that he's going to share with us. I think you will be very interested in, in what he has to show us, uh, and it will leave you with some things to think about uh, as we move forward with this conversation. So with that, Brian, would you come to the podium, sir? General Cameron, let me begin by thanking you for the high honor of serving the Commonwealth in this capacity. And one of the first things that we wanted to do when we assembled the commission was to make sure we had a firm grasp on not just the past history of the opioid epidemic, but on its current reality. And through that process, we're going to share with you what we have compiled as a result of information we have gathered from various databases across the state. So let's start with this. Based on the most recent certified statistics from the Centers for Disease Control, Kentucky is number two behind West Virginia in terms of our age-adjusted death rate due to drug overdose deaths. This has been the case almost as long as statistics have been kept. Fentanyl is now the number one cause of death for Americans aged 18 to 45. Fentanyl poison supersedes car accidents, suicide, and COVID-19. It was also the leading cause of death for that age group in 2021. In the United States, fentanyl fatalities more than doubled in just a span of two years. The rate of fentanyl deaths is highest among black Americans, accounting for 33,593 since 2018. 2021 was the first year that the drug overdose death rate was higher among black Kentuckians than among white Kentuckians, 58.5 versus 53.5. The death rate from opioid overdoses was also higher among black Kentuckians than among white Kentuckians, 50.2 versus 42.7, and that statistical reality was primarily driven by fentanyl. 
Now, I recognize that I am out here in West Kentucky, which is a little ways from my home in Appalachia. I grew up in Virginia, just about 50 miles from the Kentucky state line. And when the opioid epidemic began, folks were on the receiving end of derision, and those folks were sometimes called pillbilly. Whatever the case may have been in the past, this is not a we problem, this is not a them problem, this is an us problem that unites black and white Kentuckians together in one of the greatest existential crises this state has faced since the end of the 19th century. Unless we recognize that reality and join hands across old, ancient, and antiquated lines of division, we will not overcome this. To give some perspective, in World War II, the United States, in four years of warfare, lost 291,557 soldiers. All drug deaths in the United States between 2018 and 2021 claimed the lives of 337,418 individuals. World War I, World War II, Korea, and Vietnam. Conflicts fought over a total time frame of 17 years claimed the lives of 426,132 U.S. soldiers. In 10 years, between 2012 and 2021, opioid overdose deaths claimed the lives of 445,913 individuals in the United States. Make no mistake, we are at war. You will see the number of all drug overdose deaths and drug overdose deaths involving fentanyl identified through toxicology testing among Kentucky residents from 2016 to 2021. And you will note the sheer trajectory of numbers as this unfolds right in front of us. Kentucky is number five in the United States for the percentage of children who are bereaved. And a bereaved child is defined as an individual who will lose at least one parent before they attain the age of 25. In Kentucky, 22% of our bereaved children lose at least one parent due to opioid death before the age of 25. This is the generational garden that is growing right in front of us that will bring the next wave of overdose and overdose deaths to our front doors. You will see the age-adjusted rates of synthetic opioid overdose deaths among Kentucky and U.S. residents between 2016 and 2021. You will also see a teal line at the very bottom, which represents those deaths in the region that we have defined as Henderson, Union, Webster, Hopkins, McLean, Davis, Crittenden, Ohio, and Hancock. The state of Kentucky is substantially higher than the United States. And this region is lower than both the state and the U.S. However, if you notice that spike between 2019, 2020, and 2021, what was once a trace in this region is showing its head. And the question is whether that downward trend line can continue or whether we're on the front end of a much larger problem that's going to impact not just Henderson, but West Kentucky more broadly. You will want to acquaint yourself with a website called findhelpnowky.org. And this particular website will allow you to put in not just the name of Henderson, but any town within the state of Kentucky. 
and give you an overview of all of the prevention, treatment, and recovery services that are within a defined geographic radius of your selected location. For Anderson, within 50 miles, you have 14 outpatient facilities, 13 residential facilities, no inpatient facilities, but five within 100 miles, nine that offer medication for opioid use disorder, five that offer transportation services, nine that offer unemployment assistance, and eight that offer housing assistance. You will also see that there is a statewide call center that is operated by Operation Unite, and it provides a statewide substance use resource hotline, and you see that number there, 1-8338-KY-HELP. That line operates from Monday through Friday, 8.30 a.m. to 10 p.m., and Saturday through Sunday, 8.30 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. You will always talk to a live human being, and they can direct you to whatever it is you need, wherever it is you live. Now, you want to look at the colors on this map. There are 33 high-intensity drug trafficking area task forces across the United States. These are multi-agency law enforcement groups comprised of federal, state, and local agents who focus their efforts on drug interdiction within high-trafficking areas. Kentucky falls within the Appalachian High-Intensity Drug Trafficking Task Force's jurisdiction. This map is the result of a threat assessment made by a cooperative effort by 33 directors of those agencies, identifying the primary drug threats for the year 2023. You'll see our three northern Kentucky counties are colored a kind of a deeper red for the presence of a combination of fentanyl and heroin. The rest of the state that is color-coded is bright red from Pikeville all the way into West Kentucky, and that is for fentanyl. This is what we have called our unity map, where we are able to recognize a diverse people who are commonly afflicted by the silent despair of substance dependence and the death that it brings. And the question is, after 27 years following the introduction of OxyContin into Kentucky, will this map continue to evolve as a map of death and desperation, or do we turn this map into a map of victory over the next 26 years? And the power to make that determination is right here in this room. And we look forward to hearing from y'all as this progresses. Thank you, General. That's a lot of information to process, but hopefully it puts into perspective the all-too-real threat that fentanyl poses to our community and why it's so important we educate ourselves and band together to find ways to fight this deadly scourge. While the presentations made by the forum's panelists were enlightening, some of the most compelling testimony came from those who were in the audience. Next time on Around Town, we'll share the story of a grieving mother from neighboring Davis County who says she had never heard the word fentanyl until it was too late to save her son. And we'll also hear from a Tri-Countian who publicly thanked those who saved her and her husband's lives by putting the couple behind bars for dealing drugs. Find out how they have turned their lives around, but now 
fear for the lives of their very own loved ones. Thanks so much for spending your time with us. We'll have more great topics for you each Monday and Friday. They'll be posted to our website and also wherever you find your podcasts. Have an idea for our show? Email us at aroundtownwithstarkandclark at gmail.com and be sure to tell your friends. He's Stark. And she's Clark. And until next time, we'll We'll see see you around town. town.